Hey guys, welcome to Bagging Boardcast, episode number 546. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. We're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being the week in geek, being the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list of comic books that we're looking forward to coming out December 20th, 2023. And we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week, we are bringing you part 28 of our great Marvel movie retrospective, where we are going back and rewatching all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe chronologically. Uh, and today, we're going to be talking about Black Widow from 2021. Mm. Mm. COVID, baby. Two years. Yeah, yeah. It is a COVID, baby. Lawsuit, which, baby. Which, which is crazy to think that this movie came out that long ago. Because it still doesn't feel that long ago, even though it definitely has been. It's we been were still in the old house. Oh, yeah. oh, still here. Yeah, I've been here. I was here. No life, no big life events happened other than the pandemic. For me, between these two times. Hey, I mean, you got that dust in your eye or whatever happened. <laughs> yeah, got, no, no, I've, got yeah, I've had tissue. that scar tissue on my eyes, like. For years and years and years. Anyways, John just grabbed a beer. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'm drinking from other half. This is their Rob, their Broccoli Rob uh, IPA, double dry hopped IPA coming in at 5.5, which is a pretty low ABV for other half. Um, and this is just okay. Like it's a. It's another half IPA. <laughs> it's another half IPA. It's in the like that sessionable like you can tell that it's low ABV from other half because the flavors aren't like popping popping like you mm-hmm. do when you get when they're doubles and you're just like it's like drinking orange juice. This is a lot more kind of just like a like a beer from other people. Um, it's still good, it still tastes nice. I'm halfway done with it and I'll continue to drink it, but um, not my favorite from them. Um, but in the end, pretty pretty decent beer. Uh, Paul, what are you drinking, bud? I'm drinking from the Clown Shoes uh, 12 Beers of Christmas pack, uh, which is a holiday staple for us here at the Bag and Boardcast. Unfortunately, Chris was not able to find it in his area, uh, but I picked it up, and I've been drinking beers off the show from this pack. Uh, but I've saved some of these ones that I thought were more holiday-themed or holiday-esque. Uh, for for the podcast for you listeners i do it all for you uh this is the burnt caramel uh, american brown ale and uh seven percent alcohol by volume comes in a 12 ounce can from this holiday pack limited release it's a brown ale i don't, I don't get much burnt caramel on it or caramel it's it's fine it I, it's a little watery it's not the, that big punch of like nutty brownness either Paul, it's the broccoli rob. Of it's the broccoli rob. Uh, 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 yeah, that's why I was excited to hear how disappointed you were, so I could you were because because you were commiserating what I was feeling. I've been drinking this like as we were talking pre-show, and it's just like something that I've been drinking and not even registering. There is some flavor there, but it isn't wowing me. It isn't making me sit up and take notice. It isn't making me. Do the do. Right, Chris? Yeah, I'm doing some do. Uh, 
I don't have any beers to drink tonight. Instead, I am drinking the Hard Mountain Dew Sampler Pack. I had one of these last year, I think, on the podcast when it first came out. And I was actually pleasantly surprised by it. Um, so I've had these reviews before. There are two different ones, or maybe at least one different one in this pack. Uh, but I'm just starting off with Dew Prime. Uh, it is a high, like a high seltzer type drink, 5% ABV, but zero sugar, which is probably makes it healthier than a regular Mountain Dew, I'm guessing. Yeah. I don't know, but these are just really nice. They're no. super no, Chris, light, they're easy to drink. Sp- uh, spinning straight science there. Zero calories means it's healthier for you. Well, zero sugar. More there's alcohol. Probably cal- there's probably calories in it, but, you know, oh. 100 calories per serving, which not bad. Um, Less than the other, regular Mountain Dew. You're fine. It is. Like, the other day, I drank, I think, three or four of these while I was just, like, watching TV at night. And afterwards, I was like, wow, like, those were those were delightful. I'm going to go to bed now. Like, and not in like, oh, I'm going to go to bed now. Like, it was just like, no, yeah. no sugar. It's not keeping me up. It's just something crispy and flavorful to drink that's not as sweet as a soda and not like caffeinated, not super alcoholic. So just it didn't knock me out. Like, it, these are fine. I think the the 12 pack was like $17. So. Oh, that ain't bad at all. Yeah. Uh. So I was going to ask, but I think I know the answer. Remember when we did those cut waters? Mm-hmm. Remember, uh, some of them were, I felt like were just flavored sodas, like the, uh, especially the tequila Paloma. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have the, the cut waters or in your fridge or some of these? Um, I would honestly probably rather have the sampler pack of these just because there's multiple flavors with the mm-hmm. cut waters. They were really hit or miss. I think the only one that I really enjoyed was like the like the mule one that I had. Mm. I don't remember what it was. And there was like a, yeah. the like the rum. I can't remember. It was like a like a tiki rum. Yeah. Okay. The and only was, one I really enjoyed was the white Russian one, just because I don't have like cream at the house normally, and like it delivered a really good white Russian. Yeah, that one Without I couldn't find because I had the like the spicy Bloody Mary mm. in place of that, which was okay. Yeah, I didn't I mind keep... those. They're not nothing. Um, nothing like the flavored malt beverages, the like the dews, or what's going to be like my next beer um, to to drink with Chris. Um, they don't like they don't super wow me. They're nice for certain occasions, like. Oh, we're gonna go do this. Like having those flavored Mountain Dew, like they're nice to have and get a little yeah. kick from them. Yeah, like even they, the other night, like I drank a couple of them when I was playing like, um, Warcraft, and I was like, this is fine. Like I'm not worried about rating while drinking because it's five percent. Mm-hmm. Like it's super light, so I'm, I'm not gonna get hazy. Like it's it's great. <laughs> um, and like those others, like those cocktails, like you find the ones that you like and. If you're yeah. even interested in, and then, you know, oh, we're going to go to so-and-so's party. Oh, this would be nice just to have and drink. Like, yeah. Can I ask what you're going to drink next? You don't have to say it if you want to surprise a listener. If you want to hold uh, it up, because I have a hope, but I don't think it's going to be that. Are you going to tear it though? It is. I was looking for those. Okay. I'm eagerly awaiting this because I, I looked for them when I did pick this up. Because I thought it'd be funny after he sent me that picture to try them. Do you get Didn't, two rows down there? Sometimes. 
Okay. Like when we get it, I think it's like a direct from the brewery type thing where like they cut cut the deal and they get like enough of like to have an end cap of it and like once it's gone, like it's gone. That's kind of it. Because it's from it's from Two Roads. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna check again because I when they didn't have it at my beer store, I searched to see if it did pop up at any of the locations and nobody had it. But there's a Flavor Town kitchen somewhere around here and I can get the food. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm hoping, but spoilers. Um, anyways, uh, light week for news, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Who knew going into the Christmas year, like going into Christmas, nobody's gonna really release anything. Yeah, it it's not surprising. And the only news that we do have to talk about, and I was uh, trying to think of a fun headline for this. Um, times run out for Kang the Conqueror. Jonathan Majors is guilty of reckless assault and harassment released by Disney. Oof. Yeah. Uh, it, <laughs> Thanks. I, it, I did enjoy that headline, Chris. Good job. Time is a run up. Um, I don't, it just, uh, it stinks for, one, uh, don't hit anybody. Just don't hit people mm-hmm. and don't be, don't be an asshole. But he had like a career that was really taking off and now, it's going to if he's going to try to can still continue continue to try to be actor he's going to have to try to win his way back up in there and it's, that's that's it's doable hard, it takes well, yeah. time though i think it depends on too what you've done like robert downey junior only hurt himself with his mm-hmm. drugs and abuse and and all that stuff but then you have people like the one time a lister that was like mel gibson who's relegated to like b movies and doing crap because he had a lot of troubles yeah. um so yeah, jonathan just, majors just you know fade away work on yourself and then eventually you can come back and much like robert downey jr's maybe you can do like blackface in a movie at some point <laughs> no and nobody will ever talk about it because they liked him as iron man tropic thunder Paul. i know Paul was, yeah but okay. that was a comedic role and that the reason why they were doing it was to poke fun at it and it's i think it was a complicated joke that i don't think they so, should have even went with well on the always sunny podcast that's something that they talked about because they had like the gang does lethal weapon and like that episode has been scrubbed from everything and they in the episode where they talked about that episode of the tv show they're like yeah we were Tell like making a joke at the fact that these people are so ridiculous that they think it's okay because they're doing it to show respect and homage. Like it's it's like they're doing it for the right reasons, but it's wrong. Right. But they don't get it, and there's like people that still don't get that joke, and like they say it all the time. Like they're like offended when people come up to them and they're like, "Max, great." I love Dennis. It's like, no, you're not supposed to. Like, how are you yeah. not understanding this? These are not goals. These are terrible people. You should be realizing that. Right. And people don't. And that's why you don't you scrub that episode. Because yeah. if yeah. you don't get the the joke that they're poking the fun about how awful it is and people think, oh, no, it's just funny. Then, yeah. Yeah. Then. But cir- circling back to other terrible behavior. Um. D- d- it seems Disney was. <laughs> Disney and that's was why we don't off. sing Baby It's Cold Outside anymore. 
it seemed like Disney was already writing him out, removing him, no matter what was going to happen, just to avoid any kind of further headache from that. Because, I mean, even in Loki, I mean, spoilers for season two, they basically just get rid of him and like, oh, yeah, the Kang thing is taken care of. Don't worry about it. And yeah. Well, kind of a cop out. And like you said, John, like he had a career, like he was starting to go places. I mean, he was going to be the linchpin villain of the MCU that we are slowly meanderingly building towards with the, the current multiverse saga. And now it's that that's all scrapped. And I was like, I was really excited when he was cast because I was like, oh, he's a great actor. He can do heroic good guy he can play the devil like he can be evil and for him to be able to play kong and play different versions and make them believable uh this is kind of that and uh just like in loki season two him is kang and then him is uh timely when, kindly yeah, victor victor timely like two completely different characters you know like and he does a great job playing both of those so really it's just shame on you 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 kind of had it all and because nobody told you to keep your hands to yourself uh you've lost it people are told that but i've been working in a daycare like for the past couple days and uh (laughs) That phrase is yelled like at least eight or ten times. We're updating oh, their Paul, fire you're system. Just, Paul, you're just not listening to them. <laughs> That's not listening. listening. I'm not listening. Guess what? It's it's constantly said. Yeah, because like, yes, as someone who has a toddler, those things those things happen in kids' roughhouse, and but. When you're a 30 year old mm-hmm. and when you are older and your brain, you have the cognitive ability okay. to reason and understand and not be totally led by your emotions, which are mostly hunger and tired. Mm-hmm. You should be able to know that you don't. Yes. And the up. joke was, <laughs> did you have the joke there? Yeah. Well, you're just talking shit about kids. <laughs> well, it's part of the layers. Paul's layered onions. Don't like kids? Don't like onions. I like onions. But do you like comic books? And comic books that might be coming out this week, December 20th, 2023. I do, Chris. And you know, I like good action comics. I like this good Superman story. And we're getting the uh, wrap-up to what they're saying is a three-year Superman story with the... Action Comics 2023 annual. That's right. This isn't a throwaway one issue, one uh, one off. This is the actual culmination of the uh, from War of the uh, War World all the way to here, Action Comics and the Blue Earth. So we're, we're going to see how it co- wraps up with War Over Metropolis. I'm excited. The uh, portal of the uh, the invasion of Earth has begun. So wow, uh, I, said, I mean, Earth I hasn't said. been invaded by Kryptonians since the last time it was yeah. invaded by Kryptonians. Which, I mean, has just... been like 10 years, I think. So mm-hmm. 10, 15, who knows? Chris, me, what are you looking forward to? 
I'm looking forward to a number one coming out from Image Comics. And this is actually something that's already been pre-published. Uh, this is actually Shift number one. Shift oh. is one of the antagonists from the massive first uh, spinning out of Radiant Black. Uh, with that image, exclamation point, anthology book that they were releasing, uh, in each issue they had an eight-page Shift story. And this one shot is actually collecting all of those short stories together uh, with a five-page backup story written by Kyle Higgins with uh, art by Danielle DiNiculo. Uh, so I'm looking forward to checking this out because I was interested in that image, like anthology book, because I think it's a great idea. But I think we picked up one of them. It, it was like issue like number one or two uh, because I had like some interesting stuff in there because it was the launch of that ultra mega like kaiju like ultraman type book mm -hmm. and then there was like a walking dead story in there but just i never kept up on it uh but i'm excited that image is putting out a collected version of some of those stories and i'm hopeful that maybe they do more versions of something like this for people that do want to see those stories but don't want to put down like ten dollars for an anthology book each month john hi i'm john uh, I'm looking forward to a book that came out a couple weeks ago. Um, nothing this week really piqued my attention, but I did notice that I missed Raphael Grandpa's Batman Gargoyle of Gotham uh, coming in at a, from DC Comics on their black label. Um, I just really dig his artwork. Um, so I was uh, surprised that I missed this book. and. I actually did pick it up today, um, read about half of it, thumbing through it, just really good art. Nice, pretty good storytelling so far of of uh, of Batman. Um, but yeah, uh, good, good little book, hopefully. Looking forward uh, to finishing it. This is supposed to be really good. And now that I'm looking at the solicitation for it, because this originally came out in September, this isn't the one that I thought it was i knew it was Raphael grandpa but i thought this is the one that was everything's being set up by alfred so bruce wayne has something to fight back uh, against yeah. to like work through his like like rage and vengeance issues but this isn't i just i don't remember which like batman black label that was because that sounded interesting but yeah i don't remember but yeah. i thought that was the neil gaiman goodnight batman no, this is yes, like that one. one shot from the when the, this, like, like yeah the detective comics after he got killed in um Final Justice yeah Final Crisis Final Crisis what's Final Justice I'm I'm probably thinking about like the villain Libra because he had the scales yeah. scales Justice I don't know you John's, were galaxy burning it that's all I know. I was yeah I was just trying you know to why pick because up, you're doing that too Chris that's doing why. the do um, but first. We do a dramatic reading before we do it. Do we here, have to? Right? I don't know. I never remember. And now, a dramatic reading from Ant-Man number one, page 17, panel four. And now, a reverse blast of the ray to restore myself to my true age. Lucky the ray only reverses artificial aging. I'd hate to think of a madman like Marsh becoming immortal. And that was a dramatic reading from Ant-Man number one, 
page 17, panel 4. You read that, and I liked it, but I don't remember that panel. So, that's the one where he shoots himself in the face with a ray gun. Mm-hmm. And, and now, Wasp now is, can is I drink just there, sitting there impotently in the background, just watching him do it to himself. Yes, Chris, it is not fine. So, I'm something of a Mountain Dew connoisseur. I see a new Dew, I do the Dew. And the next one I'm drinking is actually a take on one of my favorite Mountain Dews, the Mountain Dew Live Wire. And this is new to this sampler pack. Uh, in the previous one, they had the Mountain Dew Code Red Hard Dew, which I think I liked the Code Red version of the Hard Dew more than the Live Wire. Uh, oh. Yes, this does have a little bit like orange like mm-hmm. kind of like that tang taste to it yeah, i want it to be a mandarin orange but it's it's not as amped up as the actual live wire um it's not bad i just, this is probably my least favorite of the dues that's in this pack uh, but still not bad again like i i drank like two or three others of these and i'm i'm fine with it still i did enjoy your electrical pun though so i appreciate that that was completely not meant because I didn't even know what pun I made. Amped up, live oh, wire, yeah. amps, amperage. It's a good one. It was well, good, though. It's good. Uh, I mean, John, maybe take, just, take me. Take John, me we're time. talking about puns though. You're gonna have to take a drive down to Flavortown with <laughs> uh, Guy Flavortown spiked fruit punch made with real fruit juice. Welcome to Flavortown. Six percent. It's pretty good yeah <laughs> it's it's nice uh really easy drinking fruit punch uh no alcohol like really kick to it um and this is uh in collaboration with guy fietti and uh two roads brewery um they are it's supposed to be soon to be more flavors but right now they're just putting the punch out um and it's nice, like it smells like citrusy and orange, pun- like punchy, like it's got a nice orange on it. The fruit punch delivers. It's not the thing I would go for regularly if I was going to have a drink. But if I was at a party and they, I saw this like in the cooler and they're like, help yourself, I'd be like, I will. I like it. It's good. Like, all right. The closest store that has it is in Virginia, so I will not I will, be able to get this. I will definitely go to Flavortown. All right, guys. You, 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 John just said it. They're going to be coming out with more flavors. Oh, I need I need to have a donkey sauce. You, you need to have a donkey sauce. <laughs> Got to right? have a donkey sauce. Yeah. I've I've never had donkey sauce. Don't know what's in donkey sauce. Is I, it I a mayo base? I think it's like it's ketchup probably, and mayo, right? It's, I think it is, but then there's also like pickle juice mixed in with it too. Okay, then then that's just the secret sauce from that's just burger sauce. Because I I know I've chopped, had it. And you have um, chopped onions, chopped white onions, mayo, ketchup, mustard, and then pickle juice are chopped are just chopped pickle, not chopped onions in it. That's just this like secret sauce or whatever it is, or burger sauce. Okay. Um. Oops, because I've, so had, have I've had two, it at Chicken Guy. Two heads of really garlic, good. two heads of garlic, olive oil, cracked pepper, 
mayo, yellow mustard, Worcestershire. Okay, that's not that's not the. It's really good though. Like it's it's delicious on chicken tenders. It's good on fries. Um, then I think the other one would need to be uh, an SMC, which is abbreviation for Super Melty Cheese. Because mm, mm, mm. uh, he has like a cheese blend that he uses. Okay, so that's like uh, Rachel Ray with her OVOO or EVOO, extra virgin olive oil. So it goes Super Melty Cheese. And uh, what's his name? Um, the sciencey, more sciencey guy that we like, Alton Brown. Alton. Yeah, with a uh, gold, uh, golden brown delicious uh, GBD, uh, GBD, golden brown delicious. I'm trying to see what the cheese blend is for uh, his SMC. Wait, did, does Emerald Lagasse? Emerald Lagasse has Bam, but he doesn't have a. He has Bam. I don't think he's got like a, a an abbreviation. He went all in he, on the Bam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember he used he. That guy, that guy was everywhere. He had mm-hmm. he was on toothpaste commercials. He had a sitcom. He had his cooking show. A and sitcom? All this, yeah, he had a sitcom. Jeez. And then all that. of a all of a sudden he just vanished. I don't know if he just like got rich enough that he was like, eh, I don't need to do this or whatever. Yeah. But he just I don't know. I feel like celebrity chefs like they they stay in it as long as they can. Like, yeah, but then again, I mean, it takes them like to different places. Like I mean, like your Rachel Ray's, your Elton Browns, like you you can do pretty much whatever you want. Like Anthony Bourdain, rest his soul, like absolute legend. Um. I mean, Emerald Lagasse, like, he used to have a restaurant at Universal City Walk. Like, he had, Emirates. like, places. Like, did I ever go there? No, because I don't care about Emerald Lagasse. Morimoto Asia, hell yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> like, Chicken Guy multiple times. Uh, he redid the menu for Planet Hollywood at Disney Springs. It's fine. <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't know i like good food it doesn't matter who makes it as long as they have an abbreviation for something <laughs> or some type of special sauce there's no oh, celebrity chef that i would be like oh there's that restaurant it's gonna be like uh, there's no there's nobody that i'd okay, be like so oh yeah i gotta try their food sidebar because we'll probably burn through this episode pretty quick so prepare yep. for a lot of side discussion who's your favorite celebrity chef then I don't. Alton Brown probably is because I follow most of his recipe. Like if if I'm following somebody's recipe, it's probably his. Yeah. Um, like a Bobby Flay. Like if you go like, yeah. You come see, you come to Orlando and like they just open like. There's people on YouTube that I follow that cook more than I follow like the quote unquote celebrity chefs. If like there was going to be a pop up and sorted food was going to be doing something here like in Buffalo, I. Yeah, I'd be excited because, well, they're over in Europe and, like, there's no, they don't have, like, a a restaurant. They're not yeah. a brand. If uh, the guy from How to Drink did a pop-up bar, yeah, I'd be excited. If uh, Babish, you know, the guy from mm-hmm. out of Rochester that's not in Rochester anymore, you know, you know, did it, did something, maybe I'd be excited to go see it. Sola, you know, never mind. Sola Awani from uh, that. That's probably my favorite uh, celebrity chef. I don't know. But she's from again, from YouTube, from back when she used to be doing um, 
um, Bon Appetit. Yeah. Yeah, I like, uh, what's his name, Brad? Uh, Brad Leone. Brad Leone. Came um, to Buffalo. But, um, Maddie Matherson. I like, <laughs> I love watching all of his stuff. And he's got like three restaurants, four restaurants that are like mm. two hours away. Mm. He's got two in Toronto. He's got one in Hamilton. And then he's got another one like right over the border. So he's got like an Italian joint called like Rizzo's and it's all. All like chicken parm and that like big family dishes uh-huh. uh that's right over the border hamilton he has a i think it's called like three meats and he like it's a smokehouse uh-huh. hmm. uh and then he's got a beer a taco place oh. and then like and then like a upper scale like fine dining restaurant in toronto i think we just planned the day john and- Awesome. He's got a and he's got he's got a smash burger. He's got a smash burger. Oh hell yeah! So uh, Caitlin and I have talked. I just it, the only reason we haven't done it is I never get around to renewing my uh, passport. You don't have the enhanced license? No, I got rid of that years ago. Yeah, the passport. I got I got your, yeah. I got rid of it when I had a passport, and I was like, I don't need both of these. But and then it's my passport so much easier to renew or ex- enhanced license because yeah. you don't do sh- anything. But you know what? A passport lasts for 10 years. But when it expires during covid and, you know, like, oh, it's going to be a problem. I'll just wait. I never get around to renewing it. But Chris, who's your favorite? Oh, um, I mean, I I love Morimoto Asia. Like I just mentioned it before. Um, absolutely fantastic. And. I'm always excited that I can just go eat at an Iron Chef's restaurant. Like, that's mm-hmm. super cool. Um, he's not a celebrity chef that I, I followed ever, but um, I'm blanking on his name. The guy that owns and runs Homecoming. Oh, uh, Chef Art Smith. Yeah, Art Smith. Um, I had to say fantastic. Chef before I could get, like, <laughs> you know, it's like, like one of those things where I couldn't. I wouldn't have been able to pull Art Smith out without saying chef first. Whatever you got to do to get you there, like it, it makes sense. Um, he's someone like after eating at Homecoming multiple times, and that being one of my absolute favorite restaurants at Disney Springs. Like he, I if he opened up another restaurant, I'd be like, no, Homecoming's so good. I, I, I have to, I have to go. I have to try it, and that's kind of it. I mean. I, I like the bravado of a Bobby Flay, but I don't need to eat at his restaurant. Yeah. Um, Alton Brown, like if he had like a like a fun like open kitchen place, hell yeah! Like I think that would be yeah. cool. And you know, like the it's the Bill Nye effect. Like I like the weird kooky costumes and gadgets and gizmos, and it's like oh, I learned something about bra- braising my meat. Like cool. I went to Mabel's. Which is I can I tried to find what chef owns it, but it's one of those celebrity chefs. He's a guy. He's a real kind of down to earth guy. Um, he's got like the shaved head. Did talk about? It? You didn't talk about it. Okay. Um, we did a sidebar. Uh, but we <laughs> oh, went there. Uh, the food was pretty good, but the barbecue sauces were excellent. So much so that like Sue and I both bought like she was like well if you buy that one i'll buy this one and i was like okay we'll do it and then we we um we enjoyed those till they till 
till they, we ran ran out of them. And then we looked up about like trying to get them again, but they only sell them at the restaurant. They don't mail them. Uh, but then I was like, we could probably just find his recipe. He's a, he's a celebrity chef. He's probably been like, hey, this is my mustard sauce. Blah yeah. blah 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 blah. Um. So yeah. But that was uh that was like I think that was the only real like celebrity chef uh place I've actually I, except we had like takeout from um the the one on City Walk the didn't we get no we didn't the the one you said Morimoto's oh we oh. sat in front of it for like an hour <laughs> okay uh yeah the street food yeah window. yeah if I'm going to City Walk I'm going to Catfish. Oh, it's so good. Already got my reservations. Hey. Hey. But Paul, you held up a beer and then you're like, did I talk about it? So now's your chance. I couldn't ahead, remember. Bud. I'm like, wait a sec, Chris, because I saw you take a drink. I'm like, yeah, Chris talked about his Mountain Dew. And then I saw John t- take a sip of his Flavor Town. I'm like, yeah, he talked about his Flavor Town. And I'm like, wait, did I ever talk about Clown Shoes, Coconut Sombrero? This is you Coconut. Did. Yes, uh, we have. Not not today, but previously when we've had it. This is the Mexican stout uh, style stout with a uh, coconut and vanilla flavor, and unlike the burnt caramel, this is giving <laughs> me coconut after coconut after coconut. You nuts! Oh, he's coconuts uh, about it. This is great. This is delicious. This is what I go to this pack for. Something different. Something that I'm not going to drink. Um. Oh, another prison city. Party. John held up his can, and I was so distracted by it that I I just had to talk about the can he was holding up. Uh, this is seven percent alcohol by volume. This <clears> is <throat> one of the reasons you buy that a uh, twelve pack. This is why you come. You want something different. You want something enjoyable. In the coconut sombrero. This is a limited release, and I'm happy that I picked it up once again. No, um. Coconut Sabrero always delivered. Have you drank the Blaycorn Unidragon? You mean this one right here? <laughs> okay. Because that's also another one that's Blaycorn like, Dragon. If so good. I'm feeling pretty good right now. I might not have a third beer because we are going through it quickly. We're, we've only record, like we've only been talking for about an hour, and I'm through two cans. So, you know, it all depends it all, on how it much all depends. We'll get we'll get into yeah. it. You know, you never know where we'll go. Um, no, I I'm sad that I could not get this pack. And we talked about it off show. Like I always enjoy being able to have the same beers as you guys, like whenever we're doing something, and to have that nice pack that we could all pick up and for multiple weeks all drink the same thing. It it felt like old times, and I'm I'm sad that Clown Shoes took that away from me they ruined christmas this year they were they were grinching up all on my business so yep Shame. but i picked it up john you, you have this uh 12 pack as well what are you doing with your 12 pack i didn't purchase it oh i held it in the back uh and waited and when i was gonna buy it is when chris was like i can't find it and i was like that I don't need to buy this because I was the one against you were the one doing against. this well, pack. And if I didn't need to buy it, I wasn't going to buy it because if I had bought that 12 pack, it would st- I, I wouldn't have cracked it open and drank anything. It would only be I would be doing them on the show. 
because I only really let, drink on the podcast. Let the record show. Not only are you not, you are against. Not only are you against Clown Cheers Holiday 12-pack. You're against the holidays throughout the podcast. If it comes to Christmas and the podcast, you're like, no, I'm against it. <clears throat> Christmas movies. Ah, it's all movies. Movies. It doesn't matter. Christmas. I, Christmas doesn't matter. Movies are movies. Yes. Holiday I, songs. I, you're like, I, I don't like singing. Holiday songs. Uh, come on, dude. Just years of working retail with don't just Christmas music, just like an earworm getting in your head. I hate it. There's still it Christmas songs I like, and like I'm living that retail uh, life, Christmas going on like 22 of, uh, years. TV shows, <laughs> TV shows, uh, I don't care. But Those also, the seasons end early for me. So when Thanksgiving is over, I am talking to all my guys about selling out a Christmas beer and all the beers and displays that I'm changing in January, and I go. We got to get we got four weeks, guys. We got to sell this out. We got to sell this out. We got to sell this out. And so I am always a season ahead. So like in my head, Christmas is already over because I'm trying to get rid of all the Christmas beers hmm. and try to build up for the next season that we're Which going into. Super Bowl. Uh, Well, it's spring. January is spring beers. Oh. Uh, so. Spring Bach. Um, bunch of different Bach beers this year but like same thing like before 4th of July I'm already talking about August beers and August beers is the switch over to fall like mm-hmm. my, my seasons are always so far ahead because I'm all, I'm talking about them just getting rid of the beer for it getting rid of the beer for it bef- weeks before the holiday even hits so in my head it's like already over mm. if that makes sense yeah yeah you know, you you gear you know, up, you gear up in January for your Valentine's Day beers, and by the time February hits, bomb. by the time, but by the time February hits, that February first, I'm already talking about how we're St. changing Patty's. displays for St. Patty's, and right before St. Patty's, when March hits, it's like, okay, we're done with this, roll it out, get rid of it, like constantly, everything. Christmas time is a uh, harvest season, you could say, for money lenders. I understand, Mr. Scrooge. It's fine. <laughs> we all keep Christmas in our own way. That's true. And, yeah. And we keep Christmas by watching a movie. <laughs> yes. Uh, heading us into our main topic. Um, like we said, up at the front of the show, it's time for part 28 of our great Marvel movie. 28 of these. Yeah. Technically 29, because I didn't count the one where we did the one shots, shots. like the one shots, because I was just like, hey, these don't really count. They don't add a lot, but they. That was basically a year ago that we did those one shots because it was uh, in November. So Black Widow, Uh, guys, something I noticed that we've gotten away from doing is kind of talking about like the synopsis, like plot rundown Mm, at the mm. beginning. Uh, So. Today, I actually took the time. I wrote it down. I'm not going to do like a movie guy voice. Uh, but, you know, we got to we got to ease people into this in case they don't know what the Black Widow movie is. We got that cease and desist order from the movie voice. That's why we can't do. And now a dramatic. Now, he he said, you guys are too real for me. I can't I can't handle. 
handle it. So we can't do the movie voice anymore. Upsetting. Here Here we go. Black Widow. After violating the Sokovia Accords in Captain America's Civil War, Natasha Romanov attempts to stay off the radar while on the run. When a ghost from her past returns to open a book she thought was closed, the Black Widow has to renew the fight and learns maybe the real family were the superheroes we met along the way. Wait, who wrote that synopsis? Me! Okay. Because I was going to say the synopsis on IMDb is Natasha Romanoff confronts her darker parts of her ledger when a dangerous conspiracy with ties to her past arises. Mm. Same thing that Chris said. I said it better. Absolutely. You're welcome, Internet. No, uh, 2021, like we set up at the front, (laughs) mid-pandemic. This movie actually released to Disney Plus, and it was one of the movies that they put out as, hey, this is like premiere watching. Mm -hmm. Spend 30 bucks, you have instant access to it. It'll come out at some other point. Uh, But if you want to see this movie, that was kind of how you had to do it. And I'm sure we'll talk about the legal battle in the wake of that but there's there was only what three movies on this or was it just two dis- movies um, on disney plus it was mulan mulan this. this and then i believe was it no soul came out soul yeah, was free. like a christmas movie i think yeah it so was yeah, a it disney these two. no there was one more disney was movie. it raya oh raya might have been one yeah, I don't, rem- I don't remember, but uh, I bought all of them um, because I'm like, hey, as soon as I buy it on my account, like my my mom can watch it too. And what's the um the fantasy one? Um, onward. Onward, onward was onward. released in theaters. Yeah, it was theaters, but it was and then they, the pandemic they rushed, hit. They, they rushed it out um onto Disney Plus because the pandemic literally shut it down. I think it was like. It came out March 6th and everything closed like the 20th, basically. Yeah. Like, so they were like, uh, no, yeah, nobody's paying to see this yeah. anymore. Let, let's put it on there. Try to get those. those subs. Because we we bought it. We paid for it. So maybe it was it went to um, like Amazon Prime. And we bought Probably. it on Prime before it came up on um, Disney Plus. Because yeah. they were just putting everything VOD, you know. Which, I mean, you know, at the time it, it made sense. So I don't fault Disney for making that call. I do fault them for waiting this long to make a Black Widow movie. Um, something that we've talked about in all the episodes leading up to this is her as a character, like Natasha Romanoff, uh, Scarlett Johansson, is a really strong character. And one of the things about watching this direct to digital is there's so many other competing like stimulus that a lot of this movie did not stay with me. And I, I remember like, like the big beats. I remember like the character stuff, but sitting down to watch this today, I was like, I don't remember enjoying this movie this much the first time that I watch it. And there was, I think there's a lot of good stuff in this movie. And I'm kind of sad that this is what, not this movie, but it was at this time that a lot of people kind of just started writing off, not just the MCU, but like superhero movies in general. Like, there's 
there's some really entertaining, fun stuff in this flick. And I, I, I think I liked it a lot more uh, on my rewatch because I don't want to say I paid more attention to it now, but going through it, knowing like, okay, I have to take notes. We're, we're going to talk about like connections to stuff. We're going to put it in like the pantheon of like the Marvel movies. I, I really dug this. I remember enjoying it the first time. And when I, the thing that I came away with that I've been saying for the last couple of years is this movie just had too much funny in it. Mm-hmm. Like it had too many jokes. And then like you watch that first half of the movie and I was like, well, it's really, this is more of like a spy yeah. thriller. And it's not till they go to break out their dad mm-hmm. that the zany, funny stuff starts happening. And it's like, there's like a that, tone, there's a yeah. bit of a tonal change. That's, that's when it becomes like the, like a family movie at that point. And the found family. Yeah. yeah. We're guardians, but here on earth. Uh, yeah. And I think, I think that that's where it it suffers a bit is in that tonal change. And it's not as many jokes as I remember. I remember being like thinking it was a lot more funny than it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think some of that has to do with like the director. The director is a lot more of a like she's a European art house director that is now doing a spy Marvel thriller. And I, I don't know. I, I wish that they gave this a little more of the Captain America treatment where they really made those genre films and made them really well. Yeah. And this one, they started to make like a genre film and then made it superhero-y. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it suffered from that. And it also suffered from the fact that the only thing we know about Black Widow is she's got red in her ledger. Mm-hmm. And then we're supposed to the killing of that kid is her big story arc. And to save her at the end is her big thing. But it's something that was just like forced upon us. It's not like mm-hmm. something that's we've kind of known about or she's given some reference to of this is the thing that haunts me leading up Mm -hmm. to this point and it's like oh now she has a really good redemption thing and then we know that she she dies Mm -hmm. um but also the fact that she's died in the movie series and now this is her movie that happens right before she dies in the series that's why it came out too late because they did the most for her character and her story like after the character had already been written off the page but paul did they do the most for her or did they just Sorry. like take everything that she was away from her? Because like, oh, no, we got a gazillion of these girls. It The the thing is, is this movie doesn't feel like it doesn't feel as much of a, hey, we're giving you a chance to have your own movie. And this versus we're setting up a new Black yeah. Widow and we're <laughs> setting up other characters after you leave and we may use them we may not yeah and and florence Pugh is great like the the i really enjoyed her with her um uh hawkeye stuff like she was a fun character in that 
she asked for mac and cheese. And her yeah. mom wanted her mom wanted caviar and champagne. But uh yeah, this this movie I, I didn't watch it the first time in the best circumstances. I was want on a plane going to visit my friend Chris. So I was very excited to visit my friend Chris and I'm like, hey, I haven't seen this movie yet. Wasn't planning on not really watching this movie, but here I am on a plane. I'll watch it. And you're you're not the best flyer. I'm not the best flyer. I'm easily distracted when I'm flying. I get very nervous. Any kind of bump, I'm like, oh, oh, oh. And then uh, on this watch, I'm watching it on Disney Plus with commercials. So that was happening. And I'm going to sneezing or coughing. I'm sorry. Had to cough. I, I could I could have edited that out until you because <laughs> it no. would have reduced the the silence. Well, you can cut it. I, I, yeah, but then John was like, Paul sneezing. Well, then leave a leave a leave a spot here. All right. So I'm just saying the silence reducer <laughs> would have just taken that all out. <laughs> and it will. That's why I muted. Um. Oh, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, so I wasn't watching this both of these times and I have not watched haven't watched this movie in the like prestige uh, conditions like here I am watching it in front of my on my computer screen on Disney plus getting interrupted with commercials and then I'm like oh I could check my daily snap you know to see what I need to do for there oh wait the movie's back on I'll just finish uh, I the bought the Havoc card because I had like the 3,000. Yeah, I'm thinking about buying credits to get them. So I'm like, oh, you know what? W- why not? I never get to buy it. Well, you're going to have a Havoc and Blob deck going? Maybe. I don't know. Um, what was I going to say? But yeah, I, so both these times that I've watched this movie hasn't been in like the ideal well, setting. Um, also, you were watching but also it on the your... Joke star- your hmm? computer you said yeah well, i was well, i was waiting because i was on here and i'm like oh we're, we're starting at 8 30 it's 6 30 i can watch this movie um couldn't you just watch it on a tv though i could have went into the living room but you know i was here fine it was you know doing her thing i'm doing my th- i'm getting ready for the podcast i'm this is what i'm doing for the podcast so it wouldn't have made it better even if i watched it on the Television. It wouldn't. It. It's fine. John, you're saying the jokes don't start until he, they break out of Lexi. No, it's as soon as they get together. Uh, Alana, Elena, and uh, N- Natasha. The jokes start coming. Even during the fight that they're having, they're they're kind of goofing off. It gets zanier. I will say yes. It does. It is a ramp. But the ramp. We're already on that on ramp. And for this movie that starts off with like, oh yeah human trafficking of children that's what this movie's about you don't expect that uh to get like but i was the red guardian and i uh defeated captain america because i threw him out the window with his own shield you don't expect that kind of with human trafficking of children it never feels like a spy movie to me it never feels like a found family movie to me and it doesn't quite feel like a superhero movie to me because it's all kind of like they tried to do it's, all three it's, at once. it's too jumbled up and yeah. then they also show like a james bond movie and then you're mm-hmm. like so you're trying to be a spy movie but like by See, showing I, that like, I, I feel like it's 
you can't look at it like a spy movie. It's a Marvel Studios spy movie. Like it's not trying to be like Doctor No. It's <laughs> it's a Marvel movie, but it has those like that spy yeah. jacket on. Like the best Black like, Widow movie was Captain play. America: The Winter Soldier. She was great. But don't. That. Yeah, I I think the thing is, I think one of the things that have that Marvel has lost is making those like Marvel movies into genre movies Mm -hmm. and saying like, oh, this is going to be Captain America Winter Soldier is going to be this this kind of a spy movie. Civil War is going to be this this even even Winter Soldier is not a spy movie like it. It ends with them launching giant helicarriers mm-hmm. into the sky that are gonna like target. But it works a lot better than the things that they've been doing. I, I and Mission post- Impossible ends by having them have an AI that controls all the government secrets. What you know? It's yeah, both both genres can go crazy. And that's like it, it ballooned out and. I don't think you can fault it for being a spy movie when it's it's being a Marvel movie. And yeah. I, I think some of the later Marvel movies you can fault more, but I think this still wears those trappings well in in that universe because the beginning of it does start off very dark. And I think mm-hmm. it it has those jokes in there because it is a Marvel movie. And well, it I- it needs to bring that levity into it. But but like, but like halfway through it, when it starts <laughs> to bring in like that found family aspect of it, you're you're now more in that Marvel territory because you're dealing with like a group of characters that are again assaulting a like a sky citadel that's brainwashing people mm-hmm. into becoming assassins. Like they they lean more into it because things are absolutely bonkers at that point. Like. But if, a movie if they start doing like the jokes at the beginning when they're doing like the child trafficking <laughs> stuff, like that would have been a big disconnect. But towards the end, when it's like, okay, I'm I'm already like in mm-hmm. with mind control, dust, uh, pheromones, yeah. or whatever like, it is. At I, that point, like I'm I, I'm in a comic book. I'm not watching a spy movie. And here's the thing: is I I, I like this movie out of the 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 next For the post. The, the, the end game like this is one of the ones that i like you know it's this it's spider-man it's uh dr strange please, to i was gonna say point. please say shang chi because that that one i'm excited to rewatch. no <laughs> oh my oh i dug I, that one a lot i it's it's not i think it's not great and i think they've Marvel has screwed up their formula and they've trying to put too much funny mm-hmm. into it. And there should have been so much more and better Kung Fu and fighting scenes in Shang-Chi. Or in this and movie? there are not. Because even the fighting scenes, like I, I would have liked a lot more with Taskmaster too. Like I think I, that's a, I know people are upset cool about the Taskmaster ca- stuff. It's dope though. Like it's great. It's dope. Like all the stuff that happens in it. I, I when love, she takes I, off that mask it's and it's like oven. tiny head, like in the body, it, I just don't love the look. 
See, I don't have a problem with the look. The look was because they wanted to throw people off. And that was the thing people were upset when about. They beat, like, when it's, it's not when the Taskmaster. That's it's a just... girl. Like, they they had to build up the armor to distort the proportions enough that you're not going to see it's a woman. Because at that point, you're like, oh, it's another widow. Like, they, they had to do that. And people were, like, legit mad that it wasn't, like, the like the Marvel comics taskmaster and like they got woke and made it a woman. But I, I love the Marvel comics taskmaster. I had no issues with them changing like the photographic reflexes to, Oh, she has a chip. Mm-hmm. She, she can watch something and like learns it. Like it, it makes sense for like a sci-fi comic yeah. book universe movie. And mm-hmm. that first and that fight sense. scene on like on the bridge, I'm like, this is great like people don't like this though that makes sense uh what but then also they introduce like oh yeah i have these pheromones that basically make you not able to harm me and also i can mind control people with the same like drug like pheromone drug so it was that disconnect it's like oh okay we're using science here to kind of like kind of get you there to taskmaster but also we're going to still throw this ambiguous sciencey kind of I mean, they, kind of kind of they stuff. do tie that into the winter soldier stuff though with like the mind control and that's what they were working on at previous the, previously and that's what they were trying to get from shield aka hydra at that point and they brought that into the widow program like so that's that stuff didn't didn't bother me at all no that's super comic booky like the villains got the thing. I mean, it's like even mm-hmm. like Mr. Purple with. Um, uh, and that's Jones. what I'm saying. Jessica Jones. It's super comic booky, And then they take something that was comic booky and then try to make it more science based by saying, oh, there's a chip. There's this, you know, the goggles, whatever. It's like, OK, why I, I make one thing. Works to... I think that works in the same comic booky way versus a guy that's like has the ability just to mimic reflex, you know, the reflexes, like what he, he does. I think that makes more sense than just being like, oh, that's a superpower. Like Bullseye. Is Bullseye a mute or is he just so good of assassin he can flick a nut and kill an old lady or throw a sigh from a mile mm-hmm. away and hit, hit his target? Like, so instead of having like a mutant ability, it's a chip in the head. Like, I don't, that I think is wishy washy. Like it, either way, it's still super comic booky. Yeah, chip in your head, this or that. Like it's still based off of a comic book. Um, but I, I think, I think the 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 stuff is good with Taskmaster. I like that somebody who's really fought in the real world has a little bit of a chance to get away from her, like Black. Widow does and the times they come up against her. And then uh the uh what's his uh David Harbour's character, uh Alexi. Red Guardian. Red Guardian, who never really had he wasn't really a Alexi. superhero, uh and I... fought people, gets is getting his ass kicked by her because he's just beaten up inmates, you know, like he's got but these I... powers. That was something I was gonna bring up because he he does talk about like, oh, I'm at captain america like i beat him like when he's arm wrestling people in prison mm-hmm. and like there's the guy that's like when did this happen he's like oh 
83. 83. It's like, wasn't he still frozen in the ice? And, like, he breaks the guy's arm. He was. Like, as Marvel Cinematic Universe watchers, we know, like, yeah, they didn't find Tony Stark. Or Tony Stark. No. They didn't find Rogers. Steve Rogers. Like, he was frozen. So I'm curious if they are going to, like, retcon in, like, another Captain America at that point. Because he does still. Already. With, with, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. But he was... Captain America. He was decommissioned at that point, though. Like, um, Isaiah Bradley. He was already, like, arrested at that point. I think what it would have been, if they were going to show anything, was just a guy that they put in... Possibly, yeah. ...a Captain America suit, or somebody else that they gave that super serum to, and whoever wins this bout is the victor... Or even they put in Bucky Barnes. They had Bucky Barnes come in and fight That's... him, and then be like, okay, you get out. You know, let him let him beat you at the end here. Turn heel. You know, let him yeah. win. Because that's just so possible he too. can be that. Because even when he brings it up to Natasha, like it's not just bullshit. Is that he, he's does saying. he talk about me? Did, did he, he believes. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. That he fought Captain America. And I feel like we will get that answer when we do get the Thunderbolts movie, which is basically going to be Black Widow 2 because it's going to have Yelena, mm-hmm. Red Guardian, and Taskmaster in it with Bucky Barnes and Ghost. So I'm I'm looking forward to that movie um, just to answer some of these questions because I did enjoy this. Yeah. Uh, John, to open up something else. A beer that... I'm enjoying uh, from P- Prison City is Welcome to the Party, pal. A diehard. Die diehard. Uh, <laughs> die I, I couldn't inspired. see the can so much. I just saw Party when you held it up because it's like all yellow. Welcome to the oh, Party. Okay. Uh, I, I can tell now that that's John McLean. When you first held it up, I thought it was like a penguin on there. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, with a little Santa hat on its head. Uh, 6.5% hazy IPA. Uh, and this is a nice drinking beer. I, I I have not had a bad beer from Prison City. I had that sour that was definitely something was off with it because Paul had that sour and enjoyed it. The raspberry um, beret. Yeah. Like, they make just solid good drinking beers and i still pick up every once in a while a can or two of the cream ale because it's just a really great drinking beer it's a great cream ale um yeah prison city prison city has been my like this year of my favorite brewery anytime i bring in something new from them i bring it home i drink on the podcast and i'm like oh yeah this is really good i like it Prison City is something that I keep on thinking about. I, uh, I should pick up more of it. But then I'm like, I don't see, I didn't see that uh, on the store shelves last time I was there. Uh, welcome to City Pal. So I'm like, wait, didn't I already have the Mass Riot? But there's like Mass Riot in. Uh, there's DDH Mass Riot. There's Riot in Maine. There's Riot in Vermont. There's Riot yeah. Down Under, where yeah. they take the base beer and they change the hops up mm-hmm. so whatever the hops in maine that mm-hmm. oh this is the big hop, the big beer from that area what are those hops we'll do that um and the problem is to ball is like 
where where you buy your beer. Like mm-hmm. there's certain places that have people like me who are like curating their beer sections with high higher end beer that they're like, yeah, I support this company. I want people to drink that. And then there's places where you're buying stuff that you don't have people doing that. It's just like your consumers or you're this or you're that or a place that doesn't have somebody who's like, mm-hmm. we should bring this in. Not not just a lot of times when I bring stuff in, it's not because I'm like, oh, this will sell great or people are going to like this. But it's more of I, <laughs> I want to drink this. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to bring in a couple cases of this to sell through. Yeah. Maybe that's my problem with Prison City then. Did Paul open up his next beer? No. no. Okay. I wasn't sure if you had convinced him. He's not him. gonna. Uh, no I was, I was still finishing up my coconut sombrero. So. Because since we started uh, the main topic, I already drank the Baja Blast version, mm. which Baja Blast is S-tier Mountain Dew. Like, <laughs> it's the have-to-have-it flavor. Like, you go to Taco Bell, you're getting a Baja Blast. The the hard Dew, it's, it's passable. You know, it, it 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 hits some of those notes, but it's not as flavor forward as like you would like it to be. And I think a lot of this is because these are zero sugar. I think it's just it doesn't have that sugar salt that you're expecting from a Mountain Dew, and like it maybe belittles the flavor a little bit. But I have to say, the other I think new one to the pack is a watermelon Mountain Dew, and I don't. There's major melon, but I don't get a lot of watermelon from that actual dew. But this is delightful. This is straight up watermelon Jolly Rancher in liquid form. And I absolutely love it. I think this is my favorite from the the sampler pack. Um, this is the last one I got because Yanni drank the other two. So, you know, it's fine. Good for her. Good for her. Good for me. I think it's still on the shelves. I could buy it. But I, I got to find these flavor towns. Yeah. Uh, out of the three beers that I drank, Flavortown is my favorite. Wow. <laughs> and then the and then the Prison City, and then down a couple pegs is the uh, other half, uh, the, the broccoli. The, yeah. Um, yeah, but that was because it was rough. a session. Uh, yeah, yeah, but it's still they're still charging you premium, premium. price for a a yeah. sessiony beer. Um, where Flavortown is like nine ninety nine for a six pack. Like it's <laughs> I like, love uh, it. it's yeah, it's it is what it is. Like, but that also I, fits. In, I, I can't talk to like to two roads, but that fits like to Guy Fieri's. Like, no, like good food should be accessible. Like, you want people to enjoy it, they want to enjoy it too. Like, yeah, it's 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 really good. It's delicious. It's fruit punch. Uh, yeah, and the the prison city's solid. Solid six and a half percent IPA, like it's great. Um, but yeah, Flavor Town's really good. Like, it's so good that I'm like, oh, man, next time I'm in the mood, like sometimes I get in the mood for a fruit punch and mm-hmm. I buy like the I little, like the little squirt bottle, um, like the Mio, yeah, the Mio, but I get, I get the Kool Aid fruit punch one and I do that <laughs> and I put it over ice and I drink it nice and cold and I'm like, Man, it's delicious. Some for some reason in my forties, I keep wanting uh like fruit punch Kool Aid. I don't know, uh, but this definitely nails it. That flavor that I'm looking for, and 
get a little you can get a little buzz on if you drink a couple of them with you know six uh, percent. Okay, I was gonna ask because I couldn't remember what the ABV it's, was on. It. You know, it's six percent. It's nothing crazy, but you drink a couple of them, and do you need to drink a couple of them? You know, it's nice. I I, I do I did enjoy it, and I will enjoy it again. I really hope I can find it. <laughs> and I know if I go to like Chicken Guy and I ask like, "Do you have the flavor tap?" and they're gonna be like, "What?" What? Fountain drinks mm. are around the corner. Like, I'm, they're not going to know what I'm talking about. Mm. Uh, I think you'll probably see this maybe next year. Maybe like, I don't, I don't think we're a test market area, but I think it's in the delivery realm of where Two Roads has that distribution. But they might try now that they have a quote-unquote name to get to different destination places um i'm still sad uh i'm blanking on his name now other celebrity chef he's known for like being an asshole gordon ramsay like he has his own like seltzer line it's like called hell seltzer and i was looking for that because like reviews of it were like pretty decent and uh, like, they're supposed I to be pretty good it. we we had him in our area um and then there and I sold them in my stores, but then they had um exploding cans, like one of the mm. cans for some reason. Oh, like, those fucking donkeys re-fermented and started exploding. And our company, like the company I work for, was like, nah, we're not gonna do it. We don't we don't need this. Yeah. And they caught it, but I was like, I was selling a ton of them. I had a uh okay, like that's something I would I had try, a like if I saw it with a cardboard cutout of Gordon Ramsay on it, and I was selling a ton of it. That I was like, ah, it doesn't make sense to cut to to cut and run on this. Like, we should keep it because they're gonna fix the problem. Yeah, exactly. And then we can sell it no problem. But uh, uh, before before flavors, we circle back into, the, I the might have topic. I might have had them. You, you might have gotten I, like a sampler. Like I probably from, got like, some samples from the from the distributor and drank them. And I was like, oh, these aren't bad. I, I did. I did get them. <laughs> you probably did. And that's probably how I found out about it. But Gordon Ramsay has a fish and chip shop down international drive. Like it's super close. It's something that I, I want to try just know, like knowing how much of a stickler he is for like food prep. Like I feel like it probably has to be really good, but I just haven't been by there. Yeah. I think at this point too, he's just signing his name off on stuff. Like he signed his name off on that those hex pans. Uh, he's got the hard seltzer. He's got the uh, microwave dinner kind of stuff. It seems like he's kind of just signing off stuff here in his. his so I can't get it at my beer store. I could go to Daytona and pick mm. it up. A uh, twelve pack of the sampler for twenty dollars and ninety nine cents. Not terrible steep. price, but I still want to. I don't want to drive to Daytona. It's like no, a, nobody should drive to. It's like an hour and a half away. I've had to go out there for work. Didn't mind it, but I was paid overtime, so that helped. <laughs> but Paul, thoughts on uh, celebrity ciders or seltzers? I kind of buy them because I don't buy seltzers or ciders, other than non. Oh. I was gonna say other than your polars, yeah, or even um, even the uh, 
Liquid Death. Liquid Death is good. Uh, but back in the main topic, something that we did kind of talk about. I really do enjoy all the like the side characters, like the ancillary, like David Harbour, Florence Pugh, Rachel Weisz. I like them all being there, and I <laughs> do think they try to give everybody like some time to shine. I haven't seen Florence Pugh in a lot of other stuff. I know she's in Midsummer. Never watched it. It's on my list. I'll get around to it. I love her. She's as Elena, really though. like she's she's really good in mid uh, Midsummer. Like seeing uh, Elena come back in the Hawkeye <laughs> show, which we'll get to eventually. I was gonna look up what part it was, but I closed out the uh, Google Doc. I really do enjoy her, and I know. Uh, John, you said at the beginning, like, oh, this just seems like it was something made to launch more characters. I think they probably just put these characters in it and then were like, oh, no, this is working. Let's do more with them. And that's how we get to our post credit scene, because Elena's like a fantastic counterpoint to Natasha. Like, And I like seeing them together. She's, she's a lot she's more jokey, of So a... I get why you don't like her. Yeah, you do this the hair flip like that moment kills like it's hilarious and even seeing it again second being like oh I know this is coming up but it's still funny because it is such a like a movie trope for for Black Widow like yeah you like this vest it has lots of pockets I bought it for myself no you don't get it this you know I even customized it you don't get it oh you like it yeah it is pretty cool right uh. Anytime Yanni gets a dress, like, she has to point out it has pockets. So I'm sure that line killed for a lot of people because, you know, for... I'm going to sound terrible, but for the females, like, having pockets in something is great. They love having carrying case. My wife, she was picking out her outfit for work today. And I was like, oh, that's a nice dress. And she's like, yeah. It's got pockets. Anytime we go out, pockets. if Yanni's wearing a dress, it's almost like, oh, I love her. She's like, thanks. It's got pockets. Like, that is. <laughs> it's a thing. Like, oh, you think it's cute, but guess what? Bam. Pockets. Pockets. Yep. All of, all of my pants have pockets. So they just. Mm. And deep pockets. It just yeah, they're great. Put so, <laughs> you can so much shit. Something in there. So much shit in there. Fruit roll ups. Just cans, sometimes. Cans of Mountain Dew. I have I have pockets that have little pockets inside the pockets. Whoa! Just showing off. Yeah. Pocketception. Um, yeah. I I don't know what else to say. I I really enjoyed this one. I I there. I mean, it has it has some problems to it, and not I mean, not every movie perfect, mm-hmm. but I did I do enjoy this movie, and it's not one that like. It's not what I'm going to put at the bottom. It's going to go in the middle. Like, if you ask me, do you want to watch the first Doctor Strange movie or Black Widow? I'd be like, I would. I will watch Black Widow. I enjoy it better than that movie. Ooh, I, you no, I, because I'm, I'm bringing up the power ranking right now because I, I, I don't understand the power ranking anymore middle. because there was an edit. So. It's been edited, um, Paul. It's kind of in like tiers. Like they're all numbered, so you can still see 
what's numbered where. Besides the point. Um, okay, but John, since you said you would put this over Doctor Strange, for you, Doctor Strange is your number twenty-three. So, not. It's pretty low. It's pretty low. <sighs> Man, I think I think I would put this at my. I think this is going to be number sixteen. So Number it's six. gonna go below Guardians Galaxy Volume Two and above. No, it's got to go below Ant Man. Okay. Sorry, sorry. I know you're just editing it, but that's I think I. That's a quick fix because I just <laughs> got a tab down. Um. So it'd be my number seventeen. It's over Age of Ultron. It's below Ant Man. It's above like Iron Man 3, Captain America, Thor, Black Panther, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Doctor Strange, Iron Man 2, Incredible Hulk, Thor Dark World. And then all the other movies above it. Oh, yeah, it's like it's right in the middle for me. Have you figured out like the formatting on yours? Because yours is kind of like it's split. Like the the top half is like your one through ten. And then like the bottom half is like your 14 through six or 26. Yeah. So... I was like, ah, oh, well, it's definitely going to be below back Black Panther, but it's above Doctor Strange. Oh, wait, Doctor Strange is number 23, <laughs> but they're right, like, right after each other. So I'm looking at my list, and I'm like, oh, is it above Thor? It's It's got to be above, but not. Thor's not great. I'm not trying to sway you. I'm just yeah. saying. But you also but don't like 21. Spider-Man. So I'm looking in the 20s here. Do you like this more than Spider-Man? I think is like your big question. Yeah. I liked it less than (laughs) Spider-Man Far From Home. So it's going to go. I liked it more than like John was saying. I liked it more than uh, Doctor Strange. So I'm going to go with uh, it's now my 22. So it's right after Thor. So I'd rather watch the original Thor. But it's above Iron Man 2. Which is funny because that's the introduction to Black Widow. It it is. Um, much like you guys, this is a little bit more middling for me, but it's higher middle. And when it came down to it, I had the same question I asked Paul. Did I like this more than Spider-Man? And for me, I have Spider-Man Homecoming as my number 12. And Captain Marvel is my 13. And I think... As a whole, I enjoy this movie more than Captain Marvel. But I think Spider-Man Homecoming is my favorite Spider-Man movie. So this Wait is going to... Wait a gonna... second. So both your lists go from column left. The yours, left is we- column. yours is weird, Paul. One I don't through, know what happened. One through seven. Then eight. Then your middle columns, eight through 15. And then your right columns, nine, 15 through 20. Mine, my left column is 1 through 4 then 14 through 17 oh my goodness no wonder I was so See, confused I, I'm looking at it on my phone and it's just straight down but Paul's got a weird like section break in between his oh, let, me, let me try to delete that out maybe that's part of it hey that's, that's hey, there you that go Paul it. okay there was there just like go. an extra line in there you know what um, now that I'm looking at it Chris let's <laughs> put Black Widow <laughs> below Iron Man 2 Let's let's get her. Let's put Black because you know what the introduction to Black Widow I think was better than the uh, than her own no, movie because it? her oh. own movie they introduced twenty seven different Black Widows that are all the same as her. 
We'll see. But they're not because she beat them. I don't know. Draco's not the, the best Marvel villain. And I think they just had to come up with something to be like, okay, who's she going to beat in this movie? And it had to just be something to tie in, like, the Red Room and, like, the Black mm-hmm. Widow mythos to everything. You, you needed to have a figurehead that she could punch in the face. Not the strongest villain. Um, okay. I don't know. There's there's enough other stuff here that I like, though. And I, I think it's still better than her introduction into Iron Man 2, where she's just there in the background, and then it's all of a sudden it's like, oh, that box guess what? And then yeah. she's, yeah. Yeah, but this movie is basically Elena's just there. She's making jokes that she's doing something. And oh, no, now she's the Black Widow. So it it feels steamy in the way where it's like introducing a bunch of stuff. Because there's she's a White Widow. uh, I I feel like it'll be Black Widow because it's name recognition. But I mean, we didn't really talk about it, but when she does come back in Hawkeye. Like, that was the moment in the show that everyone's kind of waiting for. Because it's like, yeah, you like seeing Kate Bishop, mm-hmm. piece of dog, A+. Plus. No, no no comments. He's great. He does what he does. But seeing Yelena come into it was just like, all right, like, now we're getting to pick up on that thread, which is planted in the post credit scene. Um, and then just kind of like that glimpse of what she's been up to since Black Widow, where she actually got snapped away and then comes back. I don't know. Like, I, I, I like my snappy Marvel characters. I don't know. And she's got it. She's great. If you think we're snappy and or great, let us know. Email us at bagnaboardcast at gmail.com. Um, if you want to us to talk about other movies, let us know what other movies there uh, you'll see this get posted over at uh, our, or at least our dramatic look back uh, over on our Instagram. If you guys have a comic book caption that you want us to read live on the air, you can do that. And we don't even put it behind Patreon walls. You know why? Because we're too lazy to set up a Patreon. So, nothing to do with Patreon. Someday I do want to do like a full episode dramatic reading of a comic book. I think it would be fun. That used to be our Christmas episode. We used to do Christmas specials. Yeah, but we were... Well, we mostly wrote those except for the He-Man one. But even the He-Man one, like, we did have a fair amount of, like, rewriting and editing to it. Well, remember, our our second one, we did write... We wrote, like, half a script from the Pee-wee... Pee-wee's Christmas special. Yeah, you and Chris were working on that, and then... We ran out of time, and I think Chris also had to work a lot that it was, like... I can't record during December. Yeah. Then John and I, we were at one. Yeah. Uh, and don't forget about me, wrote... guys. I'm back. It's me, the Vulture. Wait, no, the kid was. What was the snail name? trail? No, the snail, snail trail. trail. Damn it, it's been years. It's old. Yeah, Chris, uh, Paul and I wrote two of them together. Do we still have the script? Do we write snail trail? We did the uh, Christmas, the, no, all three of us rewrote the uh, rewrite of the Christmas story, or Christmas Carol. Yeah. Because that's the introduction of we did. the uh, Red Sock, uh, Red Sock and Blue Sock, Grant Morrison. 
we wrote the uh, board game one. Mm-hmm. All three. We of us. wrote the we wrote the the our last one. No, we wrote our we wrote the one that was we folded our universe upon itself and mm-hmm. and destroyed it. Mm-hmm. We wrote the Fantastic Four one. Uh, strange brews. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we didn't we didn't do it every we. We haven't done it in like three years. It's been longer yeah, than three years. I think longer than that. Yeah. We I have not done one since done... I moved down here. Wow. It's been eight years. Yeah. Because the, the, one of the last ones we did, Lexi was on. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when they were in Michigan. Yeah, that's eight years ago. It's been a while. Moved here in 2015, boys. I know we wrote one when we were living in the apartment or living here at that when I was living here at this house because we, we wrote a couple because we yeah. yeah we wrote when Chris yeah. Chris was we would there. buy like a bunch of beer and like sit down at the kitchen table mm-hmm. yeah so less than it's been more than eight but less than twelve yes yes you just gotta find that night force issue so we yeah. can. Do the dramatic reading of that. That'll be the Patreon exclusive. Exclusive. I do own it digitally, but I'm not downloading it. Nah, nobody's so downloading that. But you should download all our podcasts. Go back and find those Christmas episodes, everybody. I know I did a super cut one year where I put all yeah, our we Christmas. Put, where I edited we did all our three Christmas of them, episodes Three together. of them on one one year, and then another year we did a couple other ones. I just remember Randy I like being how like, John is like, we did this. <laughs> <laughs> I did the we, editing. You were, um, I helped write, I wrote most of them. <laughs> I wrote all of them. I was present to he write. He gets a writer I, credit, he gets a producer credit, and he gets an actor credit on it. Right. Paul, you and I wrote on all of them. Except for Pee Wee's. I never, I didn't touch Pee Wee's. That was something you and Chris that were doing. That never happened. We never, <laughs> we never finished that. And then we, you and I worked on them all, but I, we were mostly just keeping each other like, yeah. <laughs> following a plot thread for those. Losing that thread and then trying to get back to the thread. Back to it. And then trying to come up with something funny in between and then uh, also having the problem of uh, Johnny that John, that's really funny, but this is a audio podcast, not a visual podcast. Yeah. That joke doesn't work. So much yeah. of that. But uh, listeners, again, look for our Christmas episodes. All right, email us, follow us, bang board, all the stuff. We love you. Have a very merry Christmas. Have a great and safe New Year. Listen to us in twenty. 20- Oh, John's counting. I was hoping that he would go 24, you know, introduce how he's going oh, to he, introduce 2024. He won't think about that until 2024. Yeah, it's got to be that first episode. Maybe, and then maybe, I, even, maybe not until 2025. We never know. 